I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months. A total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. The offer is valid from the beginning of July to the end of July, and Audible members get a credit Every month, good for any audiobook in their store, regardless of price, and two Audible Originals. Unused credits also roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audiobooks are yours to keep forever, even if you cancel. There are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like Kane's audiobook, where he talks about politics, DDP's audiobook where he talks about life and so much more. And on top of the audiobooks and Audible Originals, members get access to audio-guided fitness 
and meditation programs. That's pretty cool. Audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach or poolside, running, road tripping, enjoying the outdoors and more. Listen anytime, anywhere, and never lose your spot when you switch devices. Visit audible.com slash wrestle or text wrestle to 500-500 to get started. That's right. Visit audible.com slash wrestle or text wrestle to 500-500 to get started today. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Raw Re- Recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca. We're in the SmackDown brand, and I'm joined by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin. We're in the Raw brand. We're going to go at it today over this Raw episode from last night. Ryan, how are you? I'm glad I got my coffee. I didn't know we were going to be so abrasive this morning, John ah, Roca. Ah. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Uh, we got Chris Jericho coming to the office today, so it should be an interesting day. Oh, my God. <laughs> we do have Chris Jericho I don't want to make the list, so I just want to say hi to him, maybe take a picture uh, and not have him put the lion, was it a lion tamer, lion slammer, whatever it is, lion tamer tamer on me. Uh, I don't want any of that to happen. So um, I'm just going to try and avoid the situation. Yeah, yeah, you have a history, Jericho, so we'll see how this goes. We're recording this before we see what uh, fireworks happens there. Uh, And speaking of fireworks, last night, Raw, the episode, uh, this is the first official uh, him and Raw, would we say this? That's what the 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 rumor mill says. Okay. Well, you're the king of rumor mail, so... I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, that, 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 that seems to be what everyone is saying. Okay, all right. So, uh, what's your overall reaction to the show last night? Episode. I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I really liked last night's show. It's funny, I'm, I'm, I'm scared now to hear what you thought about it, because yeah. I actually really enjoyed last night. Wow. See, I enjoyed last week and the week before so much more than last but night. But you hated last week. We both hated last no, week. No, I thought last week was okay. I didn't mm. hate it. In comparison to the first week with Amen and the explosion, that was great. Okay. This, I was not 100% happy with. I found some real issues, especially some of the booking decisions I didn't like as well. So that we're going to talk about all of that. But let's start out with Brock Lesnar coming out, celebrating his championship. This was a 10-minute promo with Paul Heyman, him being in the ring. Some Look, I love Paul Heyman as much as the next guy. I think he's one of the greatest. You can't really bash Paul Heyman. He's one of the lifers of this business on, in multiple federations. But these promos, I know people love these promos, but sometimes a little too much can, 
can be a bad thing. It's like when you go for that third plate of the buffet. Did you really need that third plate? You didn't. You could have been happy with just two. And I felt like this promo dragged on a little bit long at the end there. But overall, getting the point across that Brock is unbeatable. Brock is champion where he should be. He's, a, uh, you know, I spoiled it for you, but it's true. Uh, boo yourselves. And then the 10-man battle royal is announced for to see who will be the next competitor for the title at SummerSlam. You know, I think that gloating is necessary in a situation like that. I mean, mm-hmm. people hate Brock. That's the whole point yes, of this. True. They want to get heat. Um, I thought at least they didn't uh, come out and do like... What I was worried about is that it was going to be the typical Brock comes out... Then Seth comes out. Oh, right, yes. Then, you know, uh, Roman, Roman comes out. Then right, Randy right, right. comes out. Then Cesaro comes out. You know, like that each 10 men was going to have to, like, come out and stake their claim. Before 30 the seconds, yeah. yeah. And I, I hate when they do that. Yeah, I hate yeah, yeah. it, hate it, hate it. I feel like this is much more effective to me. Um, I yeah. like that he kind of, like, playfully, you know, for he playfully mentioned for, to, uh, his new role for those of you know, yes. for those who know that he has a new role behind the scenes, right. you know, for those who follow the online news and stuff, um, which we hope you do, which I hope you do. Yeah, if you're watching this, you probably do, <laughs> uh, but there are people who don't. But I like that he, you know, he said that like he said something about how like he's got all the stroke around here these days or something like that, which I liked. I yeah. thought that was a fun, playful little thing with that. Um, I also, you know, we're gonna get it. We'll talk about it more. But you know, we got Brock throughout the night, which does, you know, oh, he comes in, does one thing, collects his paycheck, goes. But like he was active last yeah, night. He, he was, was doing things, um, and I have a feeling we're gonna get that all the way up to SummerSlam because yeah. they've kind of been doing that lately. The new mo with Brock is like if he's gonna be in the program, they've kind of had him there for a few weeks lately, yeah. like in the build up to it. They did that for um, uh, was it Super Showdown, yeah. right? Too. So I don't know. I uh, I liked it. I also felt like. Uh, you know, it, it was it was effective in what it needed to do. It, it was it wasn't to me an eye rolling like ugh, this is so copy and paste. Like it was a promo, rest, yeah, you know, right, right. It was a it was a good promo in my opinion. And then uh, there was that moment at the end where Ricochet's music hits. Yeah, and uh, I think I honestly feel like majority of people watching were like, oh, hadn't thought about that. That could be cool one day. Ricochet and Lesnar? Hell yeah. Because they had that moment where like Rick, you were worried that Brock Lesnar was going to attack yes, Ricochet because yeah, yeah. that's his thing. And the, even when they walked by, you know, when he walked by him and you're like, oh, he's just going to go in there and he's just going to demolish Ricochet. Like that, that's what Ricochet is going to happen. That's what's going to happen to Ricochet now. Right. And I'm glad they didn't go that route because that would have been a bummer. I also think it would have undercut Brock. Brock is champion now. He doesn't have to do that stuff. Good point, too. He doesn't have to. they got to come to him now. That's a good point. Right? Yeah, right? yeah so that's a very good point. Sense. It makes sense. He didn't sense. need to send a message through Ricochet. Nah, the lion but, doesn't need to kill if it doesn't have to. True, that's a good point. And, and it's funny, the lion thing makes perfect sense there, because it was like a lion stalking his prey for the future, like, I'm yeah. going to get that one when I'm hungry, <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> like, like mm. Enjoy the rest of your days, because mm. they're coming to end soon. I had some Jimmy John's early today. <laughs> I don't need Ricochet right now. I'm good, you know? Uh, so I like that. I thought that was... I like I like yeah. the opening, personally. Okay. All right. So we go into, the, as he mentioned, uh, Ricochet coming out with the Usos, uh, taking on Robert Roode. Remember him? And the Revival. It was the best two out of three falls match. I guess they won't let this go, uh, this two out of three falls thing. And it really hurt this... Oh. This situation a lot, in my opinion. Absolutely. I haven't talked to one person, not one person in the industry outside of it. Yeah. Nothing who thinks that this makes any sense. These the two out of three the balls. two out of three yeah, balls. Yeah. The, the this whole this new format. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Scott Dawson losing in less than a minute, then winning the match. He loses more out of this because of that minute yeah. that he lost in yeah. than gaining a victory in a hard-fought battle after that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You lost in a minute to yeah. someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That does diminish 
you in a certain way to the mm-hmm. people who are watching. Yeah. So that did frustrate me. One, before we keep getting into that, though, yeah. there was one thing I saw a lot of people nitpicking about this. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you even noticed it or cared or okay. thought it was weird that they had, like, a face come out. Then, then the his opponents. And then the Usos. Then the Usos. Okay, so here's the deal. The reason that worked for me is because of my personal opinion about all these wrestlers, and that is Ricochet, let him have the, the, the back and forth with Lesnar without a mic in his hand because he's not really good on the mic. He gets in there. Then you bring out the heel. So, again, you build up, like, subconsciously the idea that Ricochet is this underdog, always this underdog climbing up the steps. Like Ali was before, his guy, before he got injured, you had that feeling he's the underdog. So Ricochet's in this situation, three dudes in the ring, and then you bring out the master guys on the mic, the Usos. So it made sense to me how they did it. I can understand why people were nitpicking, but it didn't bother me at all because this is the smart way to go about it. I think that's why it didn't bother me about it, yeah. why it didn't bother me either, especially because it was commercial break. Like it didn't really matter. Like, um, but it's funny because I had the same reaction. My friend Kevin, who does the show with me sometimes, Mm -hmm. he uh, he he says anything. He kind of like complained to me about it via text message, and I was like, nitpicky but fair. Yeah, yeah, and he was like. And I got mad. I was like, hey, I said fair. Like, (laughs) you know, like, I'm not saying that you were wrong. Like, I get it. I'm just saying it's incredibly nitpicky. But it was. But I understand what everyone was saying about it. I just I thought it was a funny thing. It's always funny when there's a little thing that people are like, oh. And I do the same thing on little things sometimes. I guess. But sometimes when it's a little thing, it's like you're just looking for something. That's how I go sometimes. When it doesn't lead to a bigger thing, then you're just looking for something. Well, we didn't talk about extreme rules. We kind of, And we normally don't. I I know you got all all sad because I didn't bring. I didn't let him talk about extreme rules on the SmackDown recap. Or, but but uh, I wasn't 100 percent happy with that pay per view. I like really? because I, I loved it. I liked it. I again to me, it's about the booking decisions. Okay, I don't understand, and we'll get to it a little bit later. I don't understand why Alexa and Nikki are were essentially the match just was the match, and that's it. Yeah, and I think if this is Heyman's decision to start burying Alexa. I'm going to get super effing I mad. doubt that's what it is. So, he loves Alexa Bliss. Yeah, well, I hope so. He because was seen I don't, in the 365 producing her. Right. Stuff. So I don't know what, what happened because it was such a flaccid decision because all it did was it didn't help Bailey out in the long run to beat those two and then nothing came from the drama. Why build up the drama if you're not going to do anything with it? Yeah, I, I agree with you in that aspect <laughs> for sure. And then have her lose again to last night on Raw. It just didn't make sense. But we'll get to it in a second. But I didn't like that either. I didn't like the Usos losing the Revival. I know they got to keep that title for a little bit to keep the stroke, but I would have liked the little back and forth between them with the titles. That would have been nice. So overall, though, the wrestling level was great. I just didn't yeah, like I feel some like of the those decisions. Were, yeah, I just like those were two of the most minor matches on the show, though, oh. that you're pointing to. Because I feel like the major ones were awesome. Like, I liked Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin yeah, I and Lacey. That. I like that. I liked... Lacey uh, really came with it. I like that. Agreed. I liked... I, I was cool with the cash-in. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh my God. It was so done so well. That. I literally... I was... I cheered. I was like, oh, like, I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, oh, yeah. what? You know, so that's good when it gets that reaction. Absolutely. Uh, I screamed from the living room. My girlfriend is in the other room watching TV. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, I was excited as hell. Um, and then uh, I also liked um, Undertaker, the, the match. I felt like he was great. Perfect. Yes. Um, I like, I, I like that the Intercontinental title was taken off of Finn. I feel like they're going to start fun. a downward right, right. spiral of him. Um, Push Nakamura, please. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what else was on the show. I liked did, did Kofi like and Mojo. Did you like Strowman and Lashley? I liked Strowman and Lashley. I was surprised how much I liked that. I was frustrated, though, that I always hate when a fan gets a better angle than TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's because sh- yeah. that fan came that was up top yeah. looked so much cooler than, like,
like into that random box that yeah. was why was it there you know and then braun kool-aid manning his way out of the thing was pretty funny but overall yeah i I really enjoyed uh, Extremes. I really felt yep. with a packed weekend, mm-hmm. they had Fight for the Fallen. There was Extreme Rules. There's G1. There's Evolve. There was a lot of shows. There was. Um, I felt like WWE did a good job of standing out and like being like, this is us. Mm-hmm. This is the type of wrestling we do, and it's good. I liked, I yep. liked it. Yep. Can't deny that. Um, all right. So in the end here, uh, Ricochet and the Usos get the victory in the two out of three falls match. Ricochet gets that first victory. Uh, Dash gets the second victory. And then uh, Ricochet gets the final pin again. Mm-hmm. So really pushing over Ricochet big time. But at the expense of Robert Roode and the Usos, uh, the Revival, rather, what are we doing with Robert Roode, man? Do you think uh, Heyman has another push for him in, in line or that something? Was, that was a Vince thing, so that who was knows? a Vince thing? You okay, know? just so putting knows? him in there. Yeah, I mean, oh, even, I think, didn't he already grow the beard back, too? Like, yeah, he's already yeah. not mustaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I didn't. The match was like the, the wrestling. The wrestling was fine. Was was fine. Sure, it was really good. You're always gonna get good from those six. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just was frustrated. I just go like, what is the point of this two out of three? It's literally just for Vince being like, well, it's bothering me. There's wrestling during the commercials. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a break like other sports, and it's like, well, this isn't like other sports. Right. Those are real. No offense, but those aren't scripted you mm-hmm. know like football has those breaks for because it's part of the game i wonder that's been established forever i wonder if he's working that out with his production crew he's essentially doing a dry run for the same crew that's going to be doing the xfl stuff doing a commercial <laughs> i hope versus, not god i, I wonder not. i wonder i wouldn't Ugh. i mean he did the same thing the first time around he used the same dudes on the they're not uh, being, the i don't think they're using the same dudes this time that's I the whole point not. is that they're like different and that's why he started the whole alpha entertainment even though wwe is still promoting it and involved right. and blah 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 right um i think that was the whole point of the alpha entertainment thing being started where it's supposed to be its own separate entity yeah. this time with football people okay um but still i the commercials thing i just I, it, it's weird to have these breaks and so yeah scott Forget dawson it. losing in one minute bothered me yeah. it was like what? Yeah. He, he, like, this is tag champion right now. Like, what do you mean? Some of these decisions. I know you say that titles are props and wins and losses sometimes don't matter, but I think they do. I don't say wins and losses well, do you don't say? matter. What do you say? I that? do think wins and losses matter. Okay, okay. Titles are certainly props because they are. I mean, okay. it's one person who's deciding who gets it. Okay. Obviously, they hold importance because there's a lineage to it right. and stuff like that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's not like it's not like the same as like the World Cup where you had to actually go beat. Right. A bunch of people, there's a, there's it wasn't a, predetermined. There's, there's luck. There's a chance where you might lose it. I think it's different. You know, yeah. like Agreed. this is this is uh, it's more akin to like um, people's choice award. Not even people's choice award. It's one person. Mm. What's I guess the Academy is voted on by lots of people. The yeah. Emmys is more of a tight group of people who yeah, but do it's it, not, right. It's That's not still usually. not one person. No, no, it's not one. person. I can't think of what to be comparable. There isn't to. anything yeah. compared to really. There yeah. isn't. Um, but this, but what we got to here though, and which I guess the match, which made the match mean even less, was the whole point was to get the club to come out and attack Ricochet. Uh, then the Russo, well, Ricochet attacks AJ before they can attack him. The club then attacks Ricochet. Then the Usos come out of the ring, attack uh, the club. Then Robert Rue gets involved and takes one of the Usos out. Then the Revival take out the Usos. Ricochet takes out all three from the top rope, but then AJ hits him off the top rope with that punch of his, and then they finish off Ricochet and stand over him. So this is just to push this storyline along. Is it Ricochet and Usos versus the club and AJ coming down the road? It seems that way. Me. Okay. It seems like that's what they're trying to set up here. Ricochet and AJ at SummerSlam mm-hmm. and the club in the you know three way title match or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I liked the club. I liked the club being given screen time and yeah, yeah, yeah. being treated like serious 
tough threats. I hated all the jokey doctor stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that they're being treated like threats again, I'm loving it. I, okay. I, I'm really loving that. Um, and how sweet was that phenomenal forearm? Oh my god! In this one, yeah, it was great. I mean, Ricochet sold that like he had just been shot in the face. Yep. You know, like that was so good. Um, and yeah, I feel like they're doing a really good job of like solidifying AJ as like a firm heel on the yep. show. And now I think. I almost understand, you know, when, when AJ first got brought on to Raw and they hot-shotted him into that match against Seth Rollins for yeah, the title, yeah, yeah. and I said, like, why are they wasting this now? Why wouldn't you build AJ up for six months or whatever until then you can really yeah. sell that match between them? And I think it's because they wanted to have one last match of, like, happy-go-lucky good guy AJ against Seth, good guy versus good guy, and that it feels to me like they're building up AJ even mm-hmm. though he's the United States champion right now, they're building up AJ as a strong, credible heel yeah. to eventually go for the title again on that side of things. Yeah, cool. Yeah, dig it. Um, uh, we'll see what happens as it goes down the road, but certainly there, uh, AJ and Ricochet is the thing that's on tap oh, yeah. and can't wait for it. And I'm loving it. Yeah, and they had a good, uh, they've had some good uh, uh, matches here, especially at uh, Extreme Rules. I thought that was well done. Oh, yeah, it was killer. Yeah. That, man, that uh, Styles clash off the second rope where it was like backwards. I feel like he's done that before, but just not like in WWE. God, that looked cool. I keep waiting for the... Well, it's never going to happen, but I had always had this fantasy of Triple H doing the pedigree off the top of the cage onto the announce table. Oh, Jesus Christ. It would be beautiful. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You'd kill someone doing that. Maybe. I always had this dream where Triple H would kill someone on live TV. I didn't say that. Basically, what you're saying there. <laughs> you can like you can figure it out. Uh, you can go from the top of a cage, sure, onto face a table? first through a table. Yeah, you because you you'd lift him up, and then as you're going down, you let the guy's arms go so he can uh, put the hands down in front of the face, and then you both hit and Triple A hitch with his knees, but he has the knee pads. It could work. It could work. Think of jumping off. Of it. Okay, wait, just real fast. Oh, right, here we go. Just on Triple H's end. Yeah. How painful that would be to go to jump off of a cage sure. and go knee first into a table you would your knees would explode i've seen uh ecw matches where they're going through 40 tables or barbed wire from well, the 40 top. tables off the off the suspended i mean that's well, insane. first of all 40 tables is much easier because oh, they're all breaks breaking the your fall along the way <laughs> that is more believable because you're having i guess you're right i guess you might break your legs if you yeah did. you break your fucking <laughs> legs if you did that what are you talking about Still, there's a way to do it. I think like CM Punk's finisher on the Indies used to be, used to be um, what the double knee, the the, the pedigree off the top rope. Oh, sorry, yeah, off the top rope. Off the top rope. Yeah, yeah, that used to be his finish, the Pepsi Woo! plunge, and that was intense. Right, but no, you can never do that off the top of the cage. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> look, I see stunt guys jump off cliffs all the time in movies. You can jump off and survive. So then uh, jump into things that are padded and stuff, not in the water. You can pedigree someone into water. (laughs) That's so different. (laughs) All right, the Viking Raiders came out. This was a big yawn for me. I'm sure Ryan loved doing another squash match, but I thought it was ridiculous. I thought their promo was really, really weird. I thought I was watching a terrible Guar knockoff group. So I just. That's kind of their thing. I guess so, but like. You don't put the hats on and that, that, that just you don't need it. Okay, it, it just looks ridiculous. Okay, right. And so another thing is those two dudes, uh, both of them could probably pull my arms off my body. So like respect to them, but I think it's unnecessary. Und- kind of undercuts them a little bit. So uh, that's what I would say. I didn't like that. I don't know what it accomplishes, but it's a waste of time. Give them some real competition for God's sakes. Um. All right. Well, uh, Dan. Whoa. Sorry. All right. I just saw one thing on this ad read. I was like, okay. Oh no, did I break that rule? Uh, Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. I. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm more so indifferent to it. Like, 
Squash, I don't and dislike squash be. matches. I don't dislike squash matches. I know you don't. We, I think we squash, argued about yeah, that. Yeah, but like, so, I mean, like, it serves purpose. You know, they, they came out there, they're getting familiarized with the crowd. There are lots of people in the crowd who don't know who they are. Yeah. Their first experience with them, no pun intended, was when they came out and they were the Viking experience. Yeah. So, like, I think that, I think that these things aren't bad. Like, look at Ryback. Ryback got like crazy over just wrestling. I know, but enhancement he, they're talent. not getting over by doing. Well, it's only been a few weeks of these enhancement talent matches. All right. Well, I thought he was Ryback was getting over at week to week. He was. I don't think the Viking Raiders are getting over week to week. Fair. That's what I. I Ryback was, was also beating two wrestlers at a time too. That's that was right. cool when he was doing he that. He's the man uh, for a little bit of time. All right, Undertaker. Uh, they show some highlights. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. In, in the <laughs> ring. In the ring. Uh, if he ever has me on, on that show, obviously he's the man. I have highlights. They show some Undertaker highlights, uh, which were really fun to watch and revisit again. But then Cedric Alexander comes out to take on Drew McIntyre, and lo and behold, for some unknown crazy reason, Cedric gets the victory. Well, the reason Drew. is because he is an awesome wrestler who is incredibly talented. Okay. You don't think so? I think he's a good wrestler. I think having McIntyre lose to him is a terrible decision. Overall, because a McIntyre's on the ascendancy here with Shane McMahon, he just had these matches and he's been kicking ass in all these matches. To have him lose randomly to Cedric Alexander, I think does nothing for him. It doesn't much do much for Cedric because people are just like, "Oh, what?" A it fluke. doesn't do much for Cedric. It just goes like a fluke because they're going to do it again. And when and if he demolishes Cedric on the next match, then what did you accomplish? Well, what or if you better? move past it, what would have been better? Giving Cedric, Cedric some great screen match time where he close. got a promo and a yeah. match yeah. where he gets a fluke victory and gets like on the radar view or where he was where he was prior to that and that's just running around chasing the twenty four seven title. Uh, no, I th- absolutely. Well, that's your two options. I'll give you another option: is that he does a great promo, wrestles a fantastic match, comes real close to beating Drew, pushes Drew to the limit, and then loses right at the end from the uh, out of nowhere uh, the Claymore kick. And then people walk away going, damn, he was awesome. Yeah, but if he gets one fluke victory in their first and then they do that, you don't think that's a victory all around? Because I feel like a lot of times, I feel like people are being too singular and like mm-hmm. thinking of a lot of things in terms of like this one episode and not like overall, you know? Okay. And, I, and I feel like a lot of people were like, a lot of people were shitting on the janitor thing when he came out and he was mm-hmm. the janitor. And I, I liked, liked it. it. I thought I it liked was it funny. too. Yeah. It was funny. It was a good use of Cedric Alexander. People were like, well, how come he was just randomly there? What's the, why aren't they going to explain it? You know, and it's like, well, because he's a wrestler, and Roman Reigns was like, "Hey, buddy, I like you. Come help me." You know, he was just randomly there. You know, like, well, I don't think I don't think even no, I, I'll be, I don't think Reigns knew that was Cedric in the janitor thing because even Reigns was surprised when he took the mask off. Okay, fair. Yeah, then which it was makes it work even better. Which, which makes it work yeah, even better. It's, it's Cedric Alexander trying to grab that yep. brass ring. Yep. And I feel like that's what happened last night. Of like you, the 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 message we were supposed to get of last night with Cedric Alexander was like, "Don't take Cedric Alexander for granted. Don't mm-hmm. underestimate Cedric Alexander because okay. if you do." That's what could happen. We'll see. Because if they don't revisit this, then what was the point? That's well, what I'm I mean. sure they're going to revisit this. I'm sure he's going to wrestle. You're, I mean, obviously he's going to wrestle again next week and he's going to lose. But like, okay. But like, I don't know. I don't think that's bad that you like had him get a pull out a big victory and like get some TV time. If they start this whole run where he keeps beating Drew, that would make sense to me. Because then Drew has that. Because everybody has in every competition, everybody has that one person who just has their number. Maybe Cedric for a little while could have Drew's number. It really frustrates him, angers him, and blah, blah, blah. So we see another side of Drew that could be built up. That could be interesting. Hopefully. We'll see. But yeah, if he crushes uh, Cedric, then I don't know what the point of it was. For me. Well, the point of it is to get some more TV times, to get some good matches in. 
and to like be using someone that people like as opposed to like a Shane McMahon or something like that. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll vote for that. Anything over Shane. Well, you're not voting for that. You're saying how much you disliked anything it. Anything over Shane, I'll take. But if that's the if that's the parameters, I'll take anything over Shane. But to me personally, I don't. We'll see how this plays out. My mind is open. I just didn't like this beginning. I don't know what it's going to go down the road. I keep my mind open, and you know that. Samoa Joe took on Finn uh, here. Uh, these two guys fought just to set up the uh, uh, Bray Wyatt coming out. So um, this was a quick match, which was ridiculous. Uh, well, it's not ridiculous. From what I've heard, you know, from what I've yeah. – not what I've heard. From, from what I've been able to report uh, on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn's taking some time off. Finn's taking some time off. Finn's taking about two months off Okay. Uh, after SummerSlam, I've heard. Uh, well, I was told mid-August, which would – Line up okay. with after SummerSlam, um, so it makes sense here. You know, he lost the inter- he lost he loses the Intercontinental title. Right. Um, it, Joe also lost, so it kind of like helps Joe a little bit, and it gets the setup going for, for right. Bray Wyatt to come back, which was awesome. Joe beat Finn, but then Finn, but then Joe tried to go the Kikinikless route. Finn got back at him, did all his finishing moves on him, and just when he's standing there looking good, ready to walk away, uh, the the uh, arena goes dark. And then the flashing lights, and then there's Bray Wyatt, the freak, right? Uh, does his business, does the Abigail. I don't know why he's using the same finisher. Uh, and then he stands there with all the lights going off, and then it's done. Uh, and then laugh. Uh, so I got to be honest with you, Ryan Satin. I didn't 100% like this. Really? Yeah. You're I, literally the only person I've seen say that. That's okay. I, I know. Mind. That's your MO. I, I know. don't mind. That's not my MO. I don't mind. Uh, being the only person, I stand by my opinions, my beliefs. Like I, I, my, <laughs> I just feel like this. I felt like I, th- I liked most of it, but I didn't like the way it was done. I didn't like the person he did it on. I wanted something a little more interesting and a, a presentation that was a little more overwhelming. The, so I, I just that's that's my point of view. Fair, I, you know. Okay, so for me, <coughs> if yeah. we're going like history of Bray Wyatt status here, to me, the 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 downfall of Bray Wyatt started when they had, when it was Finn, it was supposed to be the demon versus sister Abigail. Oh, right. And, um, sister, uh, Bray Wyatt got sick and that whole pay-per-view had to be like reshuffled yeah. or whatever. I think that was the same one. Roman Reigns got sick too. Um, and we never got that match and it was going to be bad. I-, I can just tell you now the plans that they had for that match were awful. Oh, <laughs> and so okay. it was going to be, it was going to be one of those wrestle crap moments, yeah. you know? And so to me, it's like, he, that really started the like doubt of Bray Wyatt in his head. I think I don't know him personally, but that's just what the vibe I've always gotten is that like that's really when things started to kind of like get away from him, you okay. know. And then he's gone away. Now he's been away for a while, and I love actually him going for Finn Balor because Finn Balor is another dark character on mm. the show um, who he feels like has a demon inside of him probably, and okay. that maybe they can go in that direction where he wants to like exercise the demon from Finn Balor. The and, demon like, versus the freak. The demon versus the fiend. Fiend, sorry, um, Fiend, sorry. Yeah. And uh, the freak's Lars Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, it's okay. Uh, and so I, I liked it. I felt like, I understand what you're saying about the finisher. Yeah. I feel like he could, I wouldn't have minded him using a new finisher. But that finisher is over for his character already. And to me, you know, I looked at it as someone established like Bray Wyatt. Uh, it's really hard to just give that person a new gimmick. Like, a, just a totally new gimmick. I, which they have. Which they have. So which, give them a new finisher. Well, what I'm, no, no, no. And I'm, well, the finish, I agree with you on the finisher. Yeah, okay. What I was going to say is that, like, it's really hard to change someone's gimmick. Like, yeah. all just totally, like, he's not a cult leader anymore. Right. He's this horror person or whatever. Um, so to me, I thought they did a really good job of kind of, like, transitioning his character from 
cult leader to horror yeah, yeah, yeah. villain or horror something clown. like that yeah. horror clown um and i felt i personally felt like the theatrics of it were awesome like okay. the lights turning out one by one and then like the whole strobe light effect thing mm-hmm. and like I felt like, you know, him wearing the the um, contacts looked so cool in yeah. the mask. Like, it looked so scary. Yep. And one of the things that was so cool about the, in my opinion, the Firefly Funhouse was the mystery of it all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that mystery hasn't been lost by him coming in the ring and then disappearing. Like, I right. feel like we still have so many questions and we still don't know if he's going to wrestle, like, as that. If we're yep. going to get more Firefly Funhouse, if that's just a... A part of the character so um yeah these are all things that i'm intrigued by so to me it was a win because it okay. just leaves so many questions uh, open at the end um i understand the finisher thing but that's also very nitpicky that you wanted a new finisher well, also i didn't get to see him wrestle like you heard it all in the dark mm-hmm. so I, I get the i get why they wanted to go this wrong i need to see more i'm not 100 percent over with it and i need to see more I just like I said, the new finisher. I want to see new moves, new ta- if, if he's a new character, he has to be a new character, you know. So that's the thing. Um, and there's one wrestler who changed uh, their gimmick midstream, really successful. And that's Sting. All right, uh, moving on. Drake uh, and the 24/7 title. Uh, this was really, bro, really. And I tweeted back at you last night when you tweeted this video because it's fantastic. Drake goes up to consummate oh, his so marriage good. with his wife, Renee Michelle, uh, and uh, they do this whole thing. And Wait, then, real fast, before okay. you get into that, I also just want to give props to the segment before okay. where they set it up because I was yes. laughing during okay. that one, too. Yeah, he's all excited. He's yeah, all yeah. excited. He has so much money that he's yeah. handing to the guy. And I, and this is also this is definitely just the producer in me, but I was laughing going, what hotel just has a blank desk with a laptop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't ever go to it. They just have a MacBook Pro on an empty desk to check in, you know? And I was like, that's definitely this. They went up to the hotel they were staying in right. and filmed this real fast. Yep. Um, they got which, a local actor. <laughs> exactly. It probably, honestly, it was probably the producer, one of the producers. Yeah, that's a good point. Because one of the producers... He's probably the one who produced the segment was the first person. Oh. You see him in some of the backstage segments. He okay. was the first one paying, and then he walked away. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I liked it. And, and, and our truth when he came out and he was like, he said uh, he was one that had someone named Hornswoggle yeah. that checked in. And he was like, when he, the way, when he spelled out Hornswoggle, like capital H, Hornswoggle or whatever, I was, I was dying uh, and doing like the $1 bill yeah. after the guy had just been given hundreds. <laughs> so good. I loved it. <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, but then he shows up, uh, you know, the room server shows up. Uh, Drake is in his underwear, his tidy whities God, that's weird. Uh, the thorns hurt his, uh, the roses hurt his hands. So he's got the rose petals on. Renee's in a beautiful white robe waiting for him. Uh, and uh, then he sees that the room service guy's a referee. Starts flipping, which is genius. Starts flipping out. R-Truth sneaks from behind, uh, underneath the cart, uh, or uh, was probably covered by the blanket under the cart. Sneaks out. Uh, tries to pin Drake on the floor, doesn't get it done, but then does a body slam onto Drake. Or a crossbody. A cross, crossbody slam onto Drake on the bed, gets the pin. The one, and here's the capper of it all. Well, no, here's the pre-capper before the capper was Drake screaming like he was getting his clothes torn off his body when they took the belt off of him. Ah, ah, and then uh, and then R-Truth with the, I hope y'all ain't constipated no more, and running off. Just genius. I also liked when he... Right before Truth uh, did the crossbody, he went, Geronimo! And then he did the crossbody like this far away from Drake. So good. Honestly, this was so good. From yeah. And even the part you didn't mention where he's like, 
disrobing and he's just walking around yeah. with the title in front of his crotch. So good. I was I was laughing so much. I, I you know, casual wrestling fans, I tweeted the video and so many of them are like, this is the best thing I've seen. Yeah. Writing me like, I love this so much. Um, I loved it. I thought that you know, this is what everyone wanted. It was the second Drake tweeted, I'm going to consummate my marriage on Monday. It was like, yes, <laughs> yes, you know, so I, I loved it. It felt like it just felt like classic vintage wrestling stuff. Yep. Like yep. this was so good. I, I know that some people oh, cheesy or whatever, but yeah, sometimes cheesy is awesome. Yeah, I, I love cheesy sometimes. Oh, yeah. And you need the balance. You need the balance. Wrestling is it's a it's a goofy thing that we yes, love, yes. you know, and, and so I I loved this so much. I this was like the stuff that you re, this is the stuff you remember in twenty years. You Absolutely. know, like remember when Drake Maverick was about to have sex and then our truth pinned him. You know, well, listen, this will be a whole WWE video down the road. Oh yeah, the race for the twenty four seven title or something. Like oh that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah. I I just feel like you know our truth is just like he's had funny moments in the past, but. This is really like him hitting his stride, and it's yeah. crazy that he's hitting his strides, you know, at whatever age he is, you know, deep in his career, um, even though he still looks like he's 20. But, he really does. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, man, they're doing so good with this. I, I, I honestly, I feel like it's only a matter of time before Renee Michelle gets signed, too. She's, oh, like, yeah. she's fully part of this now. Yeah, she is. She, they, they've dragged her into it. She replaced Jinder Mahal as, like, the third person involved in the oh, great point. <laughs> involved in the 24-7 yeah, title yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as, like, a fixture. Um, so, yeah, I... I'm very excited to see where they go from here because he still hasn't consummated the marriage. Yeah, he has not. He, has he still not. hasn't consummated the marriage. And he won't until he gets that belt. You know it. Uh, so that may be her her who helps him because she wants to get this marriage consummated once and for all. And she knocks out R-Truth so that Drake can get the, the title. Or she leaves him and just helps uh, R-Truth keep the title because he's the real 24-7 that champion. That would be interesting. I guess they're already going that way with uh, the next people we're probably yeah, talking yeah, about, Mike and Maria, but... I don't know where they are. Yeah, uh, I, think they, I think we are up to them, getting well, close to them. There's a Street Profits promo there. Which I, what do you think about these Street Profits things? I don't understand. I don't understand. I get them in the goddamn ring. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why they're using them to promote other people. They were so great at promoting themselves to promote other people. I get you being the good soldiers in the company or whatever. But, like, to me, get in the goddamn ring. This is what I want. Why don't you put me Viking Raiders versus... Freaking Street Profits. No matter what happens in that match, it's still a fun match, win or lose. Maybe even make it a draw or DQ. I don't care. It still would have been a fantastic, better situation to be in than them going back and forth with a fantastic promo to promote another wrestling match that they're not even a part of. See, I feel like character building is really important in wrestling, you know? And matches, while sure as important is. as they are, I feel like backstage segments are just as important to like character for, for WWE at least. Absolutely, to care, for character I don't building. disagree with you. And I feel like so put themselves over, not freaking something else. I feel like the character they're trying to build here, though, is that the street profits are of the people. Like that's yeah. what I feel like they're trying. Certainly, to, like I fans. don't think that yep. th- that it's necessarily like they're there to get other people over. They're getting themselves over by. By resonating with the people, you yeah. know, like we also watch wrestling. Look at we're also sitting here watching sex, yeah. you know, this Drake Maverick sex thing. We love it, you know. And then they're they're putting themselves over too at certain sure, points or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. But I think that since they're still the NXT Tag Team Champions, I do think that there's a level of confusion when yes. they're wrestling in both. So if they want to introduce them to the audience in preparation for them, let's say losing the tag titles SummerSlam weekend mm-hmm. in Toronto, um, a takeover. And then they can start wrestling because they want those tag yeah, team yeah, yeah. titles. I think maybe to make 
it, it, it'll be just it'll be just fine. Because okay. okay. I, I, I genuinely feel like these segments, as random as they are, yeah. You know, one of the things that I felt like Bailey, one of the things that I feel like got Bailey so over in NXT was something similar. You know, when Bailey first went to NXT back in the day, yeah, way back in the day. Her whole gimmick was that she was a super fan. Right. So she would like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Dusty Rhodes. Oh, my God, I'm talking to Dusty Rhodes. And she'd yeah. like be all excited. And, and same with like Ric Flair. Like it was like, can I woo with you? And then he would do the woo. And it was like, woo, woo. And they would like start wooing together. And she was all excited. Um, I feel like that like gimmick that she was doing yeah. got her so over with the fans yeah. because they felt like she was one of them. Yep. It was like, a, oh, Bailey's us. We are Bailey. That's yep. how we would be if we were there. I kind of feel like that's what they're trying to do with Street Profits, the thing they never did with Bailey. And like, there's a fan here. Mm-hmm. These guys are fans of yeah. wrestling, and they're like you. Right. I kind of like that. Okay. Well, like, like most things that I've seen recently, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but I, I want to see them talk about themselves. I want to see them in the ring. I want to see them do their thing. Well, I'm assuming and someone's going to come back to them eventually. I, I feel like so. someone's going to be like, hey. Yeah. And, and get in their face, then it'll get to that point. Then we'll go. Good. Let's make it, let's make it the Viking Raiders. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to the complete waste of time here. The Canellis, you can take this. I don't give a shit about this at all. I think it's terrible, it's stupid, and it's boring. And both of them should be fired immediately. I don't know. That's Wait, not what I really feel. That's not what I really feel. Well, I'm, just, I'm mean. joking. I'm joking. But everything else about this is terrible. It doesn't work is horrible and i don't know why they keep going with it i laughed the whole time i don't I know mean, what mike did but god mike just apologize you know what mike did yeah just apologize just apologize i mean man. this is horrible man <laughs> yeah i mean that i agree with you i mean I, I said it on twitter yeah i don't think i've ever seen i i haven't seen someone get buried this hard in a long time on wwe yeah. tv and, a, and i saw people some people reply to that and go like oh he's being buried by being put on tv finally and i'm like I mean, kind of the way they're doing it. Why would you want to be put on TV like this? You wanted to be on TV? Here you go, bitch. Right. That's kind of how it feels. I mean, they're literally calling him a bitch. Right. His wife. They have his wife calling him a bitch. The wife is emasculating. I can wrestle pregnant better than you can. She's saying her unborn baby could have wrestled better than him. Which was a good line. I'm sorry. uh, You can't say you didn't laugh at that. Oh, I didn't laugh at all. I didn't laugh at anything in this segment. I, I, you know what? Would if two other people were doing the segment, I'd be all about it. I just don't buy either of them. I don't like either of them. I don't think they're interesting or charming. Or you personal. never liked Maria Canellis? Nah, I never had a thing. Never had a thing for him or Mike. I know her. Mike. Or her never had a thing for him uh, and Mike as well. Uh, although I've not seen Mike that much, so Mike I know was in Impact and a couple other places. So I don't know much about Mike's situation. But there, from what I've read on the internet about him, like he hasn't really got a good breaks uh, since 2017. So it's kind of a tough situation to be in. I get it. You resign the contract, you got to make that money. I get it, but. It's I don't know I just don't I don't know what you do with this because I think it's such a I waste of like storyline. This whole angle of Maria trying to be like like female empowerment of like you could tell me I can't do stuff because I'm pregnant, yeah. which I, I I got a kick out of that because you know there are lots of guys who have pregnant wives who like get like oh, what do you sure. mean you this is a pregnant right. I like that that was yeah. fun I thought no, it was funny again my and issue then she is- posted that picture on on Instagram t- or on Twitter today yeah. where uh, it was like. I, it was something. It was a. She was wearing the same outfit as Miss Elizabeth, and it said mm. something like about being the real first lady of WWE because she's like trying to wrestle pregnant. Mm. And I got a kick out of it. I'm trying to find what it was exactly because I laughed at Once it. Once again, I don't have an issue with the uh, construction of the program. I have an issue with these two doing it. I don't think they're good. I don't think Maria's a good actress in any of this, any of these promos or any of these bits. So someone else, another female wrestler, another wrestler, this could have been interesting. That was it. It was the picture of Macho Man holding Elizabeth on his shoulders. Yeah. 
and she's wearing the same outfit as oh. Elizabeth last night. Oh. And, and it says, I'm the real first lady. I hold myself up. Mm. <laughs> Which I laughed at that. I don't know. I okay. don't I mean, no, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not helping Mike and Ellis. You know, it's not helping yeah. Mike and Ellis. But, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm actually reserving judgment because like, clearly okay. they're going somewhere with this. I know. They keep going back to it. It's like they won't let it go. <laughs> it's only uh, been a couple of weeks. It's been three or four. Three. It's getting, it's getting annoying. Uh, all right. The club versus the Lucha House Party. You tweeted about this. Good match. See, this is what I'm saying. This could have been the Cedric McIntyre thing. Lucha finally. Lucha. They let Lucha Wait, have a good match. That's not fair. They did have a no, good no, match. No, but I'm saying they didn't have to. Cedric didn't have to win is what I'm saying. So having Lucha uh, fight uh, the club toe-to-toe, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's what frustrates me sometimes. WWE goes, no, no, no. We can't have them. We have to have this team. Like, destroy this other team. It's not necessary. Have them fight hard as hell, but don't get the job done for whatever reason you still get over with the fans. It's mm-hmm. just my approach to it, me mentally, having watched it for decades. Uh, I just think that's a better approach to it. And this is how you, you let Lucha kind of breathe a little bit more and have some fun. That's- yeah, but, but that, that's like saying that X-Pac should have never gotten that victory over Razor Ramon because like it's not believable because like w- would have been better for X-Pac's career if he hadn't. Uh, when X-Pac when got- he was one, two, three kids. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that shocking victory, the shocking victory or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, like, whoa, like, he didn't deserve it. Well, yeah, but it's like also something people are going to remember for a long time. You sure, know, that was sure. his moment. That's what got him to the game. That's what, that's, what, that's what got him there. That's fair. We'll see if that happens with Cedric. Exactly. But you can't compare the matches. Well, two, but I can say that- They're la- two different parameters. No, but what I can factors. say is that la- the janitor thing, people were like- Stupid. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great. So stupid. people saying and then, stupid. And then it led to promo time for yeah. Cedric Alexander on Raw. Yep. Huge win for Cedric Alexander on Raw. So to me, I go like wins. Yes, obviously we need to wait and see where it goes. Yeah. But okay, uh, what do you think of this Lucha House Party? I also liked this match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I felt like it was they, they really used the club a lot yep. this episode. Yeah, they did. Um, they were really putting them up. They were really pushing them. I also forgot to mention. And I know Finn does the two sweets a lot. But I did notice after he beat up Samojo right before Bray Wyatt showed up, after he beat up Samojo for that loss, mm-hmm. he was doing the two sweets to the camera. And I didn't know if that was some foreshadowing or just classic Finn because he, I mean, he does that. Well, this makes sense. If he takes that break and come back and he... That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that, he yeah, loses yeah. To, that he loses to Wyatt, gone for two months, comes back, comes back, back yeah. in the club. Right. The match, great. I mean, I, all, dude, I think Lucha House Party are all talented dudes. They are fantastic. You know, I think that, you know... And this is not like, I'm not saying there's like, I'm not saying there's a cry for racism or anything like that. But like, I do think that, you know, in, in WWE, it is frustrating how like Latino dudes, the mask guys all just always get lumped together. Yep. You know, Kalisto and Sin Cara, Kalisto and this, Kali- you know, it's always like, and then they all start doing the same thing as Kalisto because yeah, yeah. like those are the Lucha guys. And I was watching this thinking to myself, like, God, Grand, Grand Metalik is such a, is such a good wrestler. Yeah. And I was watching him going. The, the fact that there hasn't been AJ Styles versus Grand Metalik is a crime because mm-hmm. Grand Metalik, the way he got in was that Cruiserweight Classic yep. and he killed it, killed it. And he's really just been kind of like lumped in tag teams and really not used very much. And he is such a good wrestler. Yeah, I agree. And, and so, and Kalisto too, man. Like Kalisto is awesome. Kalisto's yeah. had. He's a former champion. Former champion, big moments. Um, and when I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, like, are they stronger together? Or would they be used? Is it better if they were split up? Like, and the, mm. you know, but then. But why can't you do with them what you do with New Day? True. That's, that's totally possible with those three guys. Yes. You know, you get Ray, you get Andrade. Those are Latino guys that are over and doing their own thing separately. But these three guys, if you're going to put them together, give them more than that stereotype gimmick. 
I agree. They like they're only used the fucking pinata together with the pinata. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Do you see that happening with New Day? No, they created their own thing. Let these guys take charge of their own thing and create something unique and interesting and fun, and let them wrestle. This whole thing with with Lars. No offense to Lars, but it was getting old. It was getting boring having Lars constantly crush these guys when they're such fantastic wrestlers. You know, so to give them, you're gonna tell me Lars somehow uh, can control all three, but the but the club has tr- trouble with them. Like that's just stupid, ridiculous. Fair. And yeah, so it's fair. It's it's the thing that I, I'm frustrated by sometimes when they book these things. The logic that goes into it. And I think sometimes, and you might be right. This idea: Do these guys who book this stuff and write this stuff do they understand the pedigree of luchadors all the time? Do they understand the, the kind of uh, 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 physical ability they need to have to do what they do in the luchador side of things? And so it's frustrating to see them constantly being turned into like puppets or jokes or the butt of jokes. You know, That's, I, I applaud Ray for being one of those rare ones to come out of that thing and, and stake his own claim. But it's because the WWE got behind him. Yeah. If the WWE got behind more of these luchador wrestlers, who knows what could happen, right? Agreed. And don't give me Sin Cara. That was a fumble from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I feel like sometimes they're like, oh, we already have one luchador on the show. Right, that's so enough. That's enough. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, but can't... give me another beefy dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so. But, but uh, nitpicking aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a great match. Yes. And it's funny. I tweeted saying like how I wanted to see Grand Metal League versus AJ Styles one day. And right after I noticed Grand Metal League, and not, not like he saw my tweet, but he was on that same wavelength of like, I need to wrestle AJ Styles one day. He said he tweeted something in Spanish, but it was right. along those lines saying he wants to wrestle AJ Styles. Um, and man, think how good that match! And what what would be wrong if they did their promo in Spanish and you put subtitles? What would be wrong? Nothing would be wrong. You know, if you do in the and I mean backstage, mm-hmm. I don't mean in the middle of the ring. I mean backstage. If they're doing a promo in Spanish, you put the subtitles there. It still works. They did it in Lucha Underground. I, I, I want to say, yeah. and they did an impact with uh, with the Lucha Bros. Oh yeah, right. I don't know. If, I don't love it. Okay. I'll be honest. Okay. And this is someone from... I, I, I think you're just badass. Just say Spanish, speak Spanish, whatever. Right. I don't necessarily right. need the subtitles, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but you don't... But not if they're going to sound like uh, Andrade. You can't have three people sound like Andrade on the mic. That ain't yeah. going to work. Yeah. That's what I say. Let them talk in their natural language. Yeah, all right. Ah, all right. All right. Let's move on to something that was really controversial last night. That's the four-woman battle royal. Not for the fight, but for the fans in Long Island who were really just, I don't know what happened here. But Alexa, Carmella, Naomi, and Natty had a four-woman battle royal uh, for the belt. Or elimination match. Sorry, elimination yeah. match for the, belt, for the uh, shot at the belt. Uh, Becky came down to watch, apparently suffering the effects of uh, whatever Corbin did to her at the end of that Extreme Rules match, which I didn't think you hobble after a thing like that, but apparently she but did. They got it, though. They're just trying to sell it. That's her know. gimmick, to hobble all that leg. That's she what loves she does. It. I know. She loves to do that. So she hobbles down, sits down to watch this match, and they, this, they proceeded to have a 20-minute women's match. This is incredibly rare to see this. Even between two women, it's incredibly rare to see a a 20-minute match. So to see this go on the way it did. But then the fans started to turn near the end, which I do not understand. Uh, It wasn't the greatest match, but it certainly wasn't one that merited a this-is-awful chance or boring chance, uh, anything like that. Um, I know. Well, it's frustrating. You said that, you know, it's rare that we get a 20-minute match from the women. And then we get one, and the fans are chanting boring. You're like, motherfucker. Right. You know? Like, what are you doing? Right. And the women must be – and Alexa broke. Here's the in thing, that though. moment and yelled at them, what? Say what again? Or did say it that start again? after Nikki got on the mic and, and berated the fans first? I uh, think it did. I felt like yeah. she got on the mic yeah. first and said, why are you booing Alexa? Cheer for Alexa. Right. That's, we as fans are uh, conditioned yes. to, 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 to act upon that call. When someone says, 
why aren't you cheering us? Right, right. That's when you boo. That's when you start to you do those boo. things. Booing is fine. It's the this, it's the, is, this awful is awful or boring chance. Which, like, you're not going to do that with any of the Shane McMahon matches, but you're going to do that with this one? Like, that's the frustrating thing to me overall. And I, I like that they booed Alexa, but but the result, too, is ter- Like, you know how I feel. The yeah. result is terrible. I don't like Natty winning. I think it's a boring SummerSlam. It'll be a boring SummerSlam match. It'll be Mark Henry versus John Cena. This is boring. First of all, that was a good match. Oh, okay. You, you didn't so. like the whole fake retirement thing? No, that was awesome. The match was not good. Alexa, that was one of the greatest moments in the last 40 years of wrestling, that a fake retirement moment. But oh, the match the sucks? Match even sucks. though you loved the angle around it? Yeah, the match sucks. That happens all the time. All right. Alexa, Carmen. So I, I think you could have made a case for any of them, especially Naomi, mm-hmm. who's not getting a shot. Naomi versus Becky Lynch would have been an awesome match. Uh, well, okay, so... Uh, Yes, the match would have been awesome. I don't know if the build would have been awesome. You because how do you Nat- really? What do you really do between the two? They're both good guys. Yeah, well, so is Natty. Natty's yeah, Natty. a good guy. Here's what I think. Okay, here's the deal. I don't think that Natty's going to be in the match. I don't think Natty's going to be in the match. Ooh. I think this was a red herring. Oh. I don't know that. Okay. But I had heard some rumblings from good sources that it was going to be someone else. Someone that people were going to be pumped about. So I'm, I, I don't know if things changed at the last second okay. or whatever. But from what I heard, it was going to be someone else. So... My guess is that we're getting some shenanigans before wrestle, before SummerSlam. You don't have to condone this or say I'm right or wrong. I'm not gonna, don't ask because I don't want to like. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You want to ask? I wonder who's friends with Natty. You want? No, I don't know that. Who's been rumored to possibly be coming back a little early? Oh no, that's not who that's from her pregnancy poss- or fate or trying to be pregnant. That's not who I was talking. Okay, about. okay. Right. <laughs> I heard rumors that she was coming back early, so man, and she's friends with Natty. Uh, that, no, that's not okay. what I'm talking about. All right, but uh, God, don't say Charlotte. But uh, but, but I just heard it was someone else. So I don't know. I feel like we should wait because there's still how many weeks till SummerSlam? Sasha, there's Sasha? like a lot of weeks Woo! till SummerSlam. So I think we just need to wait. I think All we right. just need to wait and see right. and like see what happens. You know, I think yeah. that. Because that, that the match, match wasn't yeah the match wasn't great it there, wasn't great it wasn't I'm sorry great. it wasn't this it wasn't worthy awful, of yeah exactly it wasn't, it wasn't worthy wasn't of great. like fans shitting all over it right right um, but also in my opinion the show was really good yeah so if they were looking for like they were probably waiting to shit on something and probably. then Nikki gets on the mic and is like you're supposed to be cheering right. for Alexa. And then they were like, fuck you. And they yeah. just started, they just backlashed a little bit, yeah. you know? Alexa tweeted about it, too. I know, Alexa and Naomi tweeted about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like N- Natty's promo at the end was good, though. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're one of the only, you're, once again, one of the only people I've seen say that. I saw a bunch of people that were tweeting about how much that was one of the best promos she's given. The hearts are international icons. Look, I, look I, I don't, it's not that. It's not about that. Of course they're international icons. I know the hearts. Stop mm. Stop being a mark for the hearts. I'm saying... Stop if, being if, a hater of the hearts, <laughs> Roka. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> get you stretched in the dungeon for Come that on time. Now. I love Owen. I loved Owen. Owen was the best. And I love British Bulldog, Davey Boy. Uh, I love those guys. Come on. Um, but like this whole situation... And the promo was, I was dead in by, I never buy Natty as tough. I just don't see Natty as tough. She's, she's tough wrestler. Hell yeah. Tough woman. Absolutely. But when she tries to be tough on the mic, it never comes across as believable. I don't, like I well, I don't think she was trying to get tough. I feel like she was trying to get sassy. I guess she, she was sassy, Natty. Yeah. yeah. She was being sassy last night. I, I liked it. If you want to settle your kettle, Roka. <laughs> I love when she says that.
I think it's like settle your tea kettle, man. It's one of those two. Yeah, we'll get it right if you're going to use it. Regardless, it's good. Yeah, all right, if you say so. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm not excited about that match. Uh, As for SummerSlam, it should be a better match. All right, Miz TV and Dolph uh, come out. Uh, Dolph requests to come on to Miz TV. They have a back and forth. And Dolph says all the stuff that message boards have been saying, and you've been saying, too, about Miz's face turn. You turn your back on everything else. You're boring now. You're just about the money, just like your wife, then gets beat up and pushed out of the ring. Uh, and this keeps this feud going that's been going on for years between these guys. It kind of uh, kind of uh, brings it back up again. So maybe this is the next feud for Ziggler. they got to give him something to do, I guess. Yeah. So Ziggler and Miz is great. But, like, he's echoing a lot of stuff. So do you think this will lead to a Miz heel turn eventually down the road? Or what do you think? No, so? if anything, I felt like it strengthened his face turn a little bit for the okay. first time to me. You know, All I right. felt like the stuff Dolph was saying made sense. Yeah. Um, it was not. It should have been me for once, which was nice yep. to not hear Dolph saying all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, it felt real almost to a certain degree. It, did it, had, feel it real. had a certain like work shoot vibe to it, and I'm yep. sure it's not what it was, but like it, it, it felt that way. It had that feeling to it. it certainly, did. and so I liked that. Um, and I felt like you know the fact that Miz, you know Miz is always like Sorry. Miz is almost like me, where he doesn't want to fight, you know, physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very good at like using his words. To get out of a fight or to talk his way through things or whatever. Um, That's why you have me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but I like that at a certain point with this one, and it wasn't about his like kids or about like his mm-hmm. dad or about his wife. It was just like a you're ju- you're testing my you're 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 testing my man. Yeah, right? yeah, you're, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're you're towing the line here, buddy. Right. And at one point, he just like. Boom! Like you know, just snapped and 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 uh, pounced. And I like that. I thought that yeah. was good. Yeah, I'm wondering where the fake baby's going to show up in this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see. speaking of like pouncing like that, totally unrelated. But I was watching uh, live PD over the weekend. Have you ever watched live PD? No. You know what live PD is? No. Oh, what? It's not one of those reality shows. Well, it's uh, picture cops, right? Do you ever like watch cops? Yeah, back in the '90s. It's cops, but live. Okay. So like, How can it be live. It's live for like. Four hours and uh, for like two nights every week, every week, uh, okay. Friday and Saturday, I believe. Okay. And they've got ton. I think it's like ten police departments or more now that they're following, and they just literally like cutting back and forth to people getting pulled over. People get okay. to the craziest stuff. So you, it's it's live cops. So okay. picture live cops where they don't have the editing process. So you see some wild stuff. Like people calling out like, oh, live PD. Wow. Uh, but the reason I brought it up is because I saw the scariest pounce this weekend. I was watching live PD and sometimes they'll do like spotlights on people who are wanted mm-hmm. or crazy things that have happened to kind of fill time when yeah, there's sure. nothing interesting going on out in the world. And they talked about this drug dealer who he's a meth dealer and he he's been caught, mm-hmm. but he had a trained attack squirrel who a he squirrel? was squirrel who he was feeding meth to. Holy crap. So he had a methed out squirrel what? as his attack animal in his apartment Wow! where he was selling drugs. Wow. And they showed a clip. You guys got to go look. First of all, the squirrel's name was D's Nuts. Of course. of course. Of course. That's perfect. Of course. And there's this one clip. I retweeted it, but it's, I tweet a lot. So you have to go dig back. But mm-hmm. Live PD tweeted about D's Nuts. And they show the like a video that he had posted on uh, like Facebook, something like that. And the squirrel is like an attack squirrel and you see like it like 
like dive at the camera from in the cage, like like trying to like kill someone. Wow. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Wow. There's also some, I, I saw a story about meth gators in Alabama over the weekend. What is meth gators? They're feeding meth to the gators? I believe so, which is human there's too beings, many meth man. animals out there these days. I don't like it. Human beings, man. Oh. Like need- crocodiles. You think alligators need meth? Yeah, yeah. The last animal who needs meth yeah. is a crocodile or a squirrel. Sakes. Stop messing with the nature. Stop messing with nature and it's meth. It's going to turn back on you, man. And don't do meth. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, I can't watch live PD. Not unless they go honest. All right, so there's 10-man battle royale to finish this uh, Raw here. we got Reigns versus Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, Big E, Seth Rollins, and Lashley. Now, you got to say it right. It's the cross-branded all-star 10-man battle royale. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> the wild card doesn't exist anymore. You know uh, Vince drove that one home in the meeting. Yeah, he probably did. Cross-branded. Cross All-star. Ten-man. Battle Royal. Say it, Renee. Say it. Um, all right, so in the end, you knew it was going to be yeah. Seth Rollins. And this was this is where they should have chanted, this is awful. Or possibly boring. Because this is a predetermined outcome. Even more so than usual. <laughs> Even more so than usual. But, you got, but like the, the, the eliminations were so willy-nilly. Didn't promote any storylines within the people who were having these things back and forth. And it just, in the end, it was just like, I was, it was, you ended up with these, the same four dudes that have been hunting for the belt for a while now anyway. Uh, and, but I did like the Randy Orton wild card. That was nice. I thought, and Big E. Well, yeah, Biggie was good. Yeah, absolutely. Having Biggie him in there. got a huge pop from yeah, the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. I love Biggie. And that moment when he but went he also face- got eliminated. Fucking Sami Zayn. Yeah, but that moment when he got face to face with Braun to me was. I hope one of those things where Vince went, okay, yeah, okay. I'm hoping. Come on, Vince. Uh, but in the end, here, uh, Randy Orton doesn't get the job done. Uh, Rollins fights back and gets it. Then they have a a quick exchange there on the mic, and that's that. Uh, thoughts? Okay. Um, I understand people's frustration here. I, I don't have frustration. Well, just the, the fact that Seth Rollins won the match. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that was coming, so I wasn't That's frustrated. how I feel about it. I go, like, look it. Yeah. These are, I mean, I realize that, let's say, okay, if you just want a straight-up wrestling match, I get that some of those guys might be a little more um, alluring because it feels a little more fresh. Yeah, sure. Big E. Uh, you know, Randy. Randy. Even Randy Well, Randy had rest and wrestled Brock recently, though. It's been, I guess it's been a couple of years now. It's been, and it was ended by a with controversial that, yeah, referee thing. True. So, um, was a lot of fans were cheering for Randy. They were ch- literally chanting Randy. Yeah, uh, you know, Big E, uh, yeah. Sami Zayn, all these people. Yes, obviously, it would be cool to watch them against Brock Lesnar. But, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, they're really, they're really going hard on Seth yeah. Rollins. They want Seth Rollins to be the face of the show right now, they it do. seems. Um, well, people started to turn on Seth online. A little bit. There has been a little online turn, I've noticed. I didn't know that was happening until I stumbled it. on some stuff, and I'm like, oh, wow. No, I've definitely noticed it. Well, that's a shame. I just feel like, you know, I, I, for the first time in a long time, Seth is kind of clicking with me on certain things. You know, like when Becky got beat up, his attack on Baron Corbin made sense. That it was looked good. It, it was like, that's a guy who looks like his girlfriend just got hit and he wants to beat the shit out of someone. Yep. And it made Seth Rollins seem like a badass. Especially because the, the lead up was that Be- Becky was the one yeah. that couldn't be controlled or couldn't be able to, And now Seth was the one that was out of control in that match. Yeah. And same for last night. I go like, you know, Seth beats everyone in the company mm-hmm. in, a, in a battle, all the top guys in a battle royal. Brock does his normal thing at the end, but then Seth takes the money. He's like, I don't go, f- screw you. I don't yeah. go fuck what you say. The, yeah. You're done. I'm, I'm getting you. You're numbered. Your day's numbered, you yeah. know? And like, I like that. Yeah. To me, it felt like 
the best Seth Rollins as a face that we've seen, you know, this current version, as much as some of the girlfriend stuff was hokey. Yeah. I feel like the fire that he's been showing when when told to, to me, sells him as the top guy in the yeah, WWE, that he's got the passion for this, that he wants it more than anybody. Roman right now is very much like happy to be here because, you know, he was gone. He was going yeah. to have to retire almost yeah. maybe, you know. Well, that's what he said in this backstage yeah. promo too. It's been a great week for Roman Reigns, you know. And so, um, yes, I agree. A lot of those other options would have been better of Strowman or Biggie or Sammy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Rollins is the guy they're, they're pushing right now. And it's SummerSlam. You yeah. want a marquee matchup. Agre- agreed. Right? If, agreed. This was, if this was stomping grounds, then you could have Biggie or somebody agreed. else. Right? But this is what you've been building to. WrestleMania Rollins. rematch. Exactly. And Rollins like, took the belt off of Lesnar. And Lesnar's been waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally caught him, got that belt back, so you want the rematch immediately. I also, it makes sense. I also feel like, you know, Seth Rollins, I wasn't sold on him at the time when he beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. And even the way he beat Brock Lesnar with the, upper, with the, with yeah. the repeated low blows, to me it didn't sell him as like, okay, well, that's the new guy at the top. He right. had to low blow someone like 20 times to win the title. Right. Um, but since then... I feel like he's really done a good job yeah. of solidifying himself as like the top guy who's a believable threat. Yeah, I don't disagree. So, I mean, I do. I think they've probably built this up for like a good few months now. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it either. I'm, I, I knew it was coming. Like I said, let's hope they have a fantastic match and the fans enjoy that. Let's down the road and if they if they if Lesnar loses the belt, what happens now? Because he cashed it in finally to win it to lose it just a few weeks later. It seems a weird situation for him to be in because they made such a big deal of him being this shark hunting in the waters, you know. So and if Rollins loses, what happens to Rollins? True, like, that's totally. A, this is an interesting situation the WWE has put themselves in, and most writers or creators will tell you write yourself into a corner. And then you'll see if you can write your way out. And writing your way out usually leads to the best stuff. So yeah. we'll see if that's what happens. Or here. really bad stuff. Or really bad stuff, that's for sure. Like the Canellas. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching this raw recap. Really appreciate you all taking the time to watch or listen to us. Uh, Ryan, please tell them when they can watch, read, or listen to anything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the videos that we do. Uh, if you're there already, hello. I appreciate you hello. watching on there. I hope you liked seeing our faces the whole time. Uh, but make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Leave any comments that you want to leave. I read them all. I respond to some of them. So uh, keep sending them. I like reading what you guys think of our opinions, especially when you tell me I'm right and Roke is wrong. Those are always the best ones. <laughs> so uh, make sure you guys do that. But if you just want to listen while you're driving or working out or cooking or whatever, uh, check us out on all your podcast favorite podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Shout out to D's Nuts. Are you listening? Hey, I want you to be listening. I hope too. not. I hope so. They said oh. in the end that he's still on the loose. Is he? Yeah. He's they on the said loose. the guy got caught, but they don't know where D's Nuts is. What? They think he's hiding out with a friend. Mm, I'll tell you where D's Nuts are. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time tomorrow on the SmackDown Live recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. 
All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.